right, jabronis, we're back. Hope everyone had a good week. Hopefully it was better than the shit show last week. Uh, I did. I, w- I did want to pass an update to everybody. Now, if you remember way back when, back in episode three, Blind Loyalty, I talk about blacklisting Burger King and why McDonald's is king in the Libretti household. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen to it. The, for entertainment value, it's dog shit. My ability to speak on camera is way more dog shit than it is now. It's not good now, but it was way worse back then. So forget about all that. Just for the context purposes and the information, the historical knowledge itself, go back and listen to that one, episode three, uh, so you can get spun up uh, so this update will make sense. Now, I talked to Crazy Carol this past weekend. We talk uh, on LPDS release day every Sunday. We have a phone conversation at least uh, once a week. Um, and we happened to get on the conversation of, of McDonald's and Burger King. and something I forgot exactly why. But she provided some more historical information on the genesis of her Burger King hatred, which... If you listen to the Mother's Day episode, The Blind Loyalty, you'll know that she was the driving influence towards my hatred. She illuminated uh, all the reasons why Burger King is such hot trash and why McDonald's is king is number one. Um, so let's, uh, let's step back in time a little bit. The year, let me get my notes out and make sure I get it right. So the year was 1975. In Garwood, New Jersey. Now, this my, my, my mother grew up in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. It's right by Garwood, Westfield. All these absolutely nothing loser towns that nothing happens. They're not loser towns, but nothing happens there. Absolutely nothing. The claim to fame in the 50-mile in the radius of where my mother grew up is that there is a house that has a plaque outside of it that claims Benedict Arnold's ghost lives there in that house. There is no way to prove that whatsoever. Just some jabroni decided to put a plaque outside his house saying, hey, there's the ghost of Benedict Arnold, the country's first spy, first double crosser, double agent, whatever you want to call him. He's living at my house. He's eating my food, breaking my plates, using my toilet. Here's a plaque about it. No tours. You can't go in and assess the situation. I don't think any of the Ghost Hunter shows were on there. But anyway, I'm digressing here talking about this stupid fake ghost. Go check out the Ghost of Benedict Arnold. It's in the Scotch Plains Fanwood area, Garwood. How you doing? Whatever. Anyway, rewind it back. 1975, Garwood, New Jersey, there is a house fire. And the family was in the house during the fire. Like, I don't know if they caused it or what the hell happened, but house burnt up to flames. I believe one person died in the fire. One family member actually was killed in action, KIA, in this fire. And the local Garwood McDonald's spent, I forgot how many weeks or months where they took 
uh, a certain percentage of their profits, maybe 25%. I, I don't remember the exact number, but they took their profits from those next two months and, and created a fund and donated that money directly to the family of that house fire in Garwood. So the local McDonald's, that, that regional chain, that franchise in Garwood, New Jersey, did that for months on end until the family, the surviving family was back up and running in their house again and they could get a new house and, and kind of try to forget, even though they will never forget about the loss of a loved one. But McDonald's did that and they continued to do that. Now, where it gets dicey towards Burger King, this is around the same time Burger King began. It wasn't in 1991 or 92 like, like when I first saw it, but back in 1975-76 era is when they began their, their negative campaigning. Their, oh, I don't even know what they call it again. Tarnish campaign? Hit campaign? Whatever. Their hit pieces against McDonald's claiming they reheat frozen meat that's not fresh. It's not on the oven. It's in a microwave. It's, it's rubbish. Go to Burger King. We're the best. We flame broil, yada, yada, yada. That's where it started for Carol Labretti. So when I tell you that, that blind loyalty is strong, we're talking, let's do the math here, the quick math here, 25, 40, 41 years. Somebody check my math on that. It's got a 41 years of Burger King being blacklisted off Crazy Carol's list of the blind loyalty to McDonald's. 41 strong years. Unwavering loyalty for no other reason than Burger King trying to shit on McDonald's while they're busy helping a family of survivors get back on their feet. Okay? When I tell you blind loyalty is strong, I am not fucking around here. Sorry, Terrence, family show. I know, damn it. But we're not. This is serious business. And if you think anybody is going gonna, is gonna to change our minds on how we feel about Burger King or Olive Garden or now Lowe's, you got another thing coming, fella. You got another thing coming. It's not happening. Take a hike with that shit. Now, on to more pressing matters as we move on. I don't want to keep you here all night or whenever you're listening to this. It's nighttime for me. We'll just cool off because I can go down the road, the rabbit hole of McDonald's and blind loyalty and how Olive Garden sucks. I could do that, but we already did that once. I'm sure I'll do it again. Maybe a guest will, will come on and get me all hot and bothered about it anyway. But let's just move on, step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right. Today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by Billy's Ball Bags. Got a bunch of balls in your house you're dying to bag up and you don't want to use any of the 50 other available ball bags of various types you already own and want to buy a separate ball bag just for your balls for no goddamn reason whatsoever? Then head over to Billy's Ball Bags now, where he has an endless supply of the same ball bags you already own, but at double the cost. Just go to his website today, you idiots, at www.ballbag.com and use the promo code BALLBAG for 1% off your first ball bag. 
getting silly here in the junction, folks. Let me tell you. Anyway, the cage fact. Quick one related to the movie Pig. We talk about Pig constantly here. It's the new movie that just released a couple weeks ago. In fact, I believe it's now on Amazon and some other streaming services. So if you haven't watched it in theaters, go check it out now. If you look also at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 97% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a, that's a human review rating, not the uh, not the bullshit critic ratings that are never, never, ever true to what the actual movie's uh, uh, value is or, or quality is. 97%. It is now his highest rated live action review on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 151 reviews so far. Highest live action. When I say live action, I mean a movie that he was in, not just a voice in. His other highest is Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse, where he plays Spider-Man Noir. I think most of you have seen that movie. That's a cartoon. That's not live action. That's what the, the tomatoes, that's what the Rotten Tomatoes calls live action. That's what they mean. His Academy Award winning film of Leaving Las Vegas has not gotten as high as 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's up there. It's one of his top three or five. But Pig has now been his highest, is now his highest rated in life movie. That's how good it is. That's how good he did. That's why Nick Cage endures. You think he should have been done decades ago. But he continues to come out with bombshells. I keep telling you guys, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Go check out Pig. It's a phenomenal feature, a phenomenal film. And that's the cage fact for the day. Now, I don't know why I'm getting so hot and bothered today about positive good topics. It's so stupid. Lombretti, you're just a, a weak-minded beta bitch boy today. I'm already sweating. We're five minutes into this damn thing. I already cursed up a storm. I sent Terrence and his family running for the hills, apparently. Unbelievable. Let's just go into the junction, spin up the logo. I don't really know what to talk about. I don't know how to explain what, what, what's going on in this town lately, but I wanted to bring to your attention something I saw earlier this week when I was grocery shopping, doing adult chores. So they call adult chores. Grocery shopping is part of your adult livelihoods. If you're a real adult, if you're a beta bitch boy who relies on mommy and daddy at the age of 40, to take care of you and you don't know what grocery shopping is, I feel bad for you. Um, but some of us still have to do that. We still have to do that as adults when we grow up and grow old. We got to take care of that shit. I was taking care of that shit last weekend. And there's this guy. So I'm how do I paint this picture? There's this guy with his girlfriend or whatever it could have been his sister i don't know what she was it doesn't matter he was with somebody else of the opposite sex he rolls in i'm at the safeway this is in silver spring maryland this is not like uh an out of the ordinary type of town you would think anyway he parks his his mercedes suv really nice really clean white mercedes suv in front of his apartment complex. That's key here, his apartment complex. I know this because he eventually walked into said complex with his sister, girlfriend, wife, whatever she was, okay? He steps out of the vehicle street side. 
Okay, so now if we're talking logistically speaking, visually, for those of you in YouTube land, here is the apartment complex here. He pulls up this way, so he gets out street side. Okay, there's a visual, a free visual for you. You're welcome. Gets out street side. Now, he proceeds, leaves the door open. Okay, he proceeds to <laughs> pull his dick out and piss right there on the street. Now, this is not one of those like on the highway side of the road. I really got to take a piss. I got to, you know, I'm going to get out of the car. I'm going to pull around to the side closest to like the curb or the grass or the woods and hide between like the two car doors. You know how you do the two car doors? How you doing where you're hiding in between them and you can make pee pee that way? He didn't do that. This guy took it out. He took it out facing the road. Okay, it's out there. He is ball bagging out there in public and pissing right there on the street. He left the door open like he was blocking somebody's view. But I had a straight shot view from the parking lot to ball bag. Now, this is not like. Like a drunkard or a bum or some vagrant that's out there that you look at them, and you're just like this checks. Of course, this guy, this guy has nowhere else to go in life. So he's making pee pee on the street. That's fine. I get it. This guy is a seemingly wealthy individual. Nice Mercedes SUV, good, clean fit. Nice, fit, like clo that's clothes for the TikTokers. That's what they call clothes fit. All new clothes. He was wearing some like members only jacket. It was 100 degrees out. So it was clearly for fashion and not function, which you, so you know that he's paying attention to that stuff. He's mindful of that he, he he's trying to at least portray the notion of that of class of him having some sort of class or high society or some status until he took it out. Another thing, and I don't know if this is a key aspect or not, but he's out in public outside with his mask on. Ball bagging it out there, pissing on the floor. There's pee-pee shrapnel splashing up everywhere. And he's got his, so he's protecting against that, but doesn't care about the pee-pee. This is what I'm thinking initially, like this guy cares about other virus disease transmission, but not about PP frag getting up all over in his clothes, soaking in it was nice clothes. Now he's going to touch that stuff. Then he puts his fingers in his mouth. Now he's got PP in his mouth, floor PP, outside street PP up in his mouth. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon right into his mouth. I guess maybe, I don't know if it was because it was his PP, he didn't care or what. But it, it initially was just, it just didn't make sense. None of it made sense. And what made even less sense was that he zipped up, he bagged his balls again, walked into the apartment complex with his sister, wife, mother, whatever she was. The apartment is right there. What kind of, of urinating emergency were, was he in that he couldn't 
take the extra 15 seconds to go into the door in the building. It didn't make sense to me. None of it made sense. I, I couldn't tell if he was on like bath salts or on dr any sort of drug or inebriated in any way, shape or form. I couldn't tell. I couldn't figure it out. It was either one of the cl most clueless moves you can do or one of the most alpha things you can do is just take it out in the middle of the street, facing the road. People are walking, they're shopping, their kids are out. We're in a, in a, a semi-rural area. There's people around. We're not in the, in the jungle or anything. And he's just out. Hanging dong right out there in public, pissing everywhere, splash frag, pee pee frag everywhere, all over the place. People walking by are getting hit with a frag and they don't just seem to care. Nobody seemed to care except for me. Now, I was definitely not man enough to say anything. When somebody does something like this, folks, okay, I don't care how tough you think you are. I don't care how non triple B you think you are. When a man comes out, a seemingly like with it together, sizable man he was bigger than me shocker everybody's taller than me comes out in public in the street facing everybody and takes it out to pee i don't care how disgusted you are or how tough you think you are you're not going up to talk to him about it and if you think I was going to go up there and approach him in disgust about it, you got another thing coming. All right. I sat in the safety of my vehicle, shit talking him in my head. I didn't even want to say anything loud enough for him to hear me through the window because a person that's making that decision is a wild card. Okay. It's what we call a wild card. And you don't want to mess with that. If there's anything I've learned, in my time in war and peace in the military is keep yourself, put yourself in a safe situation as you can possibly be at all times. You assess everything going on. You keep your situational awareness high and you make sure you're as safe and secure as possible. The safest and most secure that I could have possibly been in that situation is exactly where I was in my car, locked and loaded not aggressively approaching a guy who had no problem coming out of his Mercedes and taking it out, okay? What got me, though, what was getting me, like, dry heaving in the car was the frag. You could see this the pee-pee the shrapnel splashing up off the road and onto the sidewalk. And I don't know if it was, like, the lighting or the angle or what was going on, just the way I was able to see it, you can directly see the frag bouncing everywhere. It, 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 you couldn't tell if it hit people, but it looked like it hit people on the way walking by. Nobody said a word. They didn't even flinch. It was almost like they were just walking through a sprinkler of regular water. They just knew like, yep, this is me. I'm going to get wet. I'm going to keep going. Except there was pee. Dong out, frag everywhere. No, not a care in the world. Nobody had a care in the world. And I'm thinking about how disgusting that is. 
you got the piss soaking up into whatever clothes you're wearing. If you're not wearing like sneakers or closed toed shoes with socks, it's going directly onto your disgusting fucking feet, which is, you know how I feel about feet. That made me almost throw up right there in the car. I almost had to get out and put myself in an unsafe situation just for that. And it got me thinking about other times where people just nonchalantly don't care about the dangers of of PP shrapnel, which is crazy to me to think about just in general is like how cavalier we are about that sort of thing, I guess because it's so normal in our lives that we care about other things to, to be hygienic and safe and secure. I mean, the guy had the mask on for, I mean, obviously COVID is a more serious disease than PP, but still, if you're if you're thinking of if you're trying to be a healthy, hygienic person in general, that's got to be on your mind. You got to have a mindset of of getting away from the shrapnel. But we don't. I mean, think about it. Look at some of the most disgusting places in public where it happens the most egregiously. The first one I thought about was airports right off the bat, and it made me dry heave. I already have an issue with people walking into airports with no, with shoes and no socks, like flip-flops, knowing that they have to take off the flip-flops to walk through security on the dirty, disgusting floor. Do you know what's on those floors? It's a nightmare to think about, an absolute nightmare. Anything and everything disgusting in this world is on those floors. And people are just, they have no problem walking there barefoot on the, all over the floor. And you know those disgusting bastards are going right in their beds in the hotels or back home without showering because they're disgusting. They don't care about that shit like we do. Now go into the public bathrooms they have in the airport, the airport bathrooms. Urinals are all tightly, for the men, are all tight right next to each other. And people are fragging everybody. They got their pishkadils hanging out. They're ball bagging everywhere. And the, the it's it looks like you're at a water park, at a disgusting piss water park, which is not far off from a regular water park if you think about all the kids that piss in those things. But it's everywhere. You actually have to actively try to avoid getting pissed on in a public airport bathroom. And everybody's okay with it. Walk right in, dudes with flip-flops, walking and stepping into puddles of nothing but straight piss, getting pissed on by the guy next to him. Hey, how you doing? Nice watch. And they're just getting soaked in it. Not a care in the world. They don't give a shit about it. Which makes you wonder. I don't know why it grosses me out so much. Or or I think what disgusts me the most is that nobody cares about it. Nobody gives a shit about it if if you're getting pissed on. I don't understand why. Look at stadiums. I just went to another Nationals game. Boy, the Nationals suck, by the way. Wait, they shit the bed in the last inning against a mediocre at best Phillies team. Absolutely shit the bed. The pitcher threw like six straight fastballs right down the dick for the Phillies to score four runs off of and and take over the lead and win the game. Absolutely embarrassing. Luckily for the Nationals, there was only about 16 fans in the whole stadium because they sucked this year and nobody gives a shit about them anyway, except when they win the World Series. That's when the bandwagon guys come out. 
But in the stadium is even worse than an airport when it comes to bathrooms. It's not even individual urinals at some of these places. It's just piss troughs. It's pools, little hot tubs of piss that you have to now take it out and piss into. So you're splashing piss right in front of you. It's splashing back at you, your own piss, plus whatever's in the piss pool. And then you're getting the frag shrapnel from all sides. All angles are coming on you like a golden shower. Soaking up into the fabric, the fibers of your shirt and your pants on your shoes. Now you're walking everywhere. Now the piss shoes are absorbing everything else outside. Boogers, dog shit, human shit, wherever you're going, it's sucking it all up there. Now you're walking home and walking around your house in it. All over the place. Your dog's looking it up. You put it on your carpet. You sit on your on your couch with your shoes on. You're standing on your bed, jumping up and down. Everything. It's disgusting. It's getting everywhere. And nobody cares about that. I, uh, you, We get mass guilted all the time, which I get. It's a different disease. It's way more uh, contagious and lethal. But the fact that we are not doing this in our daily lives for anything else really is an embarrassing pockmark on our society, folks. The fact that nobody else seems to care about the dangers of of pee-pee shrapnel coming onto them and you bringing it back into your house. You think you're not going to get germs and diseases that way? Why do you think your kids always got pink eye and E. coli? Because you're walking around in flip-flops in a public stadium bathroom, golden showering yourself and not even care, not even washing your hands after. You want to know why COVID's so contagious is because we have a society full of disgusting shitbags that didn't know how to be clean to begin with. And now they're trying to adjust to a hygienic, safe lifestyle. And it's new to them. They're too busy getting pee-peed by guys out in the street. And it all circled back to me when I was thinking about this whole thing. Like, at first I was mad at this guy. And this guy is breaking the law, pissing out in public, doesn't care about anybody else but himself, barely cares about himself if he's getting the frag on himself off the street. But then I started, I was just, I just completely changed my tune on him. I was just like, look, dude, if nobody's going to say anything, which I certainly wasn't, and you're getting away with it, and you're making that choice in life to be that alpha, and take it out, you know, like good on you. If nobody else wants to care that they're getting soaked in dirty, disgusting urine off the street, street urine, that's the worst kind of urine. You're getting street pee-peed. They don't care. Why should you and why should I? So good on the guy for doing that, I guess. He didn't even he didn't care about the public indecency charges that he would inevitably face if there was a police officer driving by. Didn't care about kids becoming a, a child sex predator if a kid saw his dong hanging out. Nothing out there. Took it out in public ball bagging. No Billy's ball bag whatsoever. Just his own out there letting it hang out. Draining it. One of the most alpha things I saw all week. 
And the fact and I, the fact that I was disgusted in the beginning and felt shame for this man was a bit of an embarrassment on my end because I couldn't see right away what an absolute alpha move that really was. After stepping back and critically analyzing the whole of the, of the situation to understand this guy is playing 3D P-Chess while everyone else is playing Piss-Tac-Toe. I mean, this guy got it, had a, he had it dialed in, man. Good for him. I don't know if I can ever do that. Now, I've pissed in public before or like not in the toilet, you know, out in the woods and stuff. But never anything that brazen before ever. Even if I, even in my most drunk days ever, I don't remember ever doing anything remotely close to that. The closest I got, it wasn't even an active piss situation where I got sort of outed for public pissing. I was, this was way back in the day, I was stationed in Pensacola. Now let's rewind the clock a little bit, the 2011 time frame. 11, 12 ish. I think it was 2011. I was r- real banged up back in 2011. We're going back to base, to the base I was stationed at. Now, our, there was no Ubers at the time. That wasn't a thing for all you folks that don't know what life was like before Ubers. But we had a designated driver drive us back, and we were eight deep in a, in a car. Now, you can't go on base eight deep in a vehicle. That's a illegal, unsafe situation. So, we decided to uh, separate. We got four of you guys get out of the car and wait outside, and then I'll drive these guys back to their to their apartments on base, and I'll come pick you guys up and do it safely and securely so no one's getting in trouble. Um, so that's what we did. Now, I volunteered to be on the drop-off list, so I waited outside uh, the base for my friend you know, to come back and pick us up. So a couple of us were out there. And when you're out there and you're drinking – after a heavy night of drinking, you got to piss. You already probably broke your seal once at least beforehand at the bars. So we got to piss. Luckily, we're off the beaten path. There's a bunch of wooded tree, treed up areas. So I I thought, you know, I picked a tree to hide behind. No one could see me. It was fine. And I do an unzip and I let it, I let it fly. Instant relief. It was good to go. Now I'd be ready to wait for the rest of the 10 minutes whatever. Now, in that time frame of pissing and waiting, we got the cockamamie idea to just walk through the gate, walk walk to the guards. Technically, where we were allowed to do it to begin with, we figured, well, we'll still start walking and then our DD can come pick us up a little closer uh, to, you know, so he doesn't have to keep driving a little any farther. So we get to the gate. We're showing our IDs. You got to show IDs to get on uh, securely. And we're walking up. Now, again, I don't know whose idea. It was probably mine because I'm an idiot. We got the idea to walk up as if we were in an invisible car. So we had a driver pretending to drive. I got a couple of passengers riding shotgun and, and doing the navigation. And then two idiots in the back seat pretending that they're buckled up and in the seat, in the seat of the car, the invisible car, the Wonder Woman mobile. Idiots. <laughs> Absolutely stupid idiots. We get up there. I'm the backseat passenger, so I don't have to pr- worry about pretending to drive and putting the car in park like the other idiot in the front was doing. And the guard is checking IDs, and he looks at me, and he said something like, uh, "Looks like looks like you had a good, you know, a pretty exciting night." 
I was like, I sure did. And he goes, yeah, I can tell. And I didn't know what he meant. I was like, what do you mean you could tell? I'm just wear- like, I'm- I don't have spray paint on me. I don't have like lipstick or hickeys or anything visually uh, highlighting on me at all. Or at least I didn't think so. We get through the gate. We get back to the apartment. Our friend eventually finds us on the road, fake, fake car in it. And he picks us up, takes us back to our apartment. I get back. I look down. I don't know why I didn't look down before, probably because I'm drunk and stupid. Back when we were fake car in it with the guard, I look down and I see on my shorts, my shorts are soaked, soaked in pee-pee. Pee-pee. Piss, pee-pee. I try to say piss and pee-pee at the same time because I'm a moron. Soaked in it. The whole side of my pants are at like I like I dipped it in the toilet. I come to realize I do a little backtracking in the brain there. I'm still always trying to critically analyze the situation. Young, old, drunk, sober. I'm always trying to keep the gears spinning up here to try to better myself. Even when I'm a stupid moron back in 2011, I get the gears going to track back. What the hell happened here? I look and I see now my belt is undone. But my pants are not. What I what I ended up realizing was that I never took it out when I went to take that piss. I just stood there drunk with my belt undone, pissing in my pants. Now, I didn't get caught in the act of pissing, but clearly the guard knew what was going on when he saw my pants were drenched in piss and shame and embarrassment. What on top of that, I I sat down to to while I was thinking about this, I sat down in a chair. It was like a dining room chair in the apartment. Well, lucky it wasn't a couch or a bed. I fell asleep on that chair. I didn't wake up till the next morning to realize soberly everything that had transpired from the night before. So now I slept in these pee pants that I could have avoided if I just used my stupid brain hours prior. Not only did I pee myself, I slept in that soaked pee and getting that disgusting germs on me. Maybe that's why I'm so like adamant about getting away from pee pee, like running from it, hiding and trying not to get, avoiding all the shrapnel, whatever I got to do to get away from it and be hygienic. Maybe that was the trigger moment if we're going back to you know PTSD, PPSD, that's what it was. I don't know. Regardless, that's still not as brazen as what this absolute alpha was doing outside the Safeway in Silver Spring in the middle of the road. No, this is not an exaggeration. The middle of the road. Ball bagging out there. Alpha move. And then there's no more all this story. I guess it's peepee awareness, but also like live your life, like make your choice and stick to it confidently like this guy did. I don't know. There's really no, I just had to get that story out there and, and, and it'll, it'll let you know, illuminate to you, highlight what was going on in my brain as this, this 
whole occurrence was going on. The situation was happening right in front of my eyes. That's what, what I was thinking about. There was first, there was confusion. There was disgust. There was double and triple disgust when I started thinking about the airport and the stadium, how everyone is just so okay with PP shrapnel. I don't know how it is for women, by the way. I have to imagine it might be slightly more hygienic and cleaner in women's like stadium and airport bathrooms because you don't have urinals. You're not just sitting up there firing away and spraying and praying like guys are. I don't know. I have to imagine it's slightly better. I hope it is because women are the ones who are predominantly wearing the flip-flops and open-toed shoes everywhere they go in public. Everywhere. You want to see a disgusting situation, go check out every girl in New Orleans during Mardi Gras on Bourbon Street. It's the most disgusting, despicable thing you can ever see on the foot side of the house. Gut-wrenching. Everyone's in flip-flops. The streets are flooded with beer, alcohol, piss, booze, everything. And these these women are just walking, wading right into it. Flip-flops, they don't give a shit. Disgusting. And they, they want to come back to my hotel and do sex to me? I don't think so. So I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this whole thing. I wanted to bring it to the junction, to the light of the junction, to let you sit and think about what how it is in your lives. Nobody really thinks about this, how they, you know, how how pee-pee and disgusting hygiene affects them in a, in a daily basis. But maybe this is what it is. Maybe that's what we we're, we're doing here is bringing it to light so you guys can step back and think about how this affects you, what what goes on in your lives, maybe that you could probably do better on the hygiene port, you know, the hygiene side of the house. Maybe washing your hands a little bit more. Being more mindful of the of the frag and shrapnel around you in those bathroom situations or apparently the middle of the street situations. Little things like that will help us get better, folks. Don't worry. They will. Think about if everybody washed their hands appropriately, was clean, showered regularly, Think about how how much less diseases would spread and sicknesses would spread if if more people were clean and, and more aware of their hygiene habits and did something about it. The people who sneeze in their hand and think that's the way that's the hygiene way that's disgusting. Have you seen yourself sneeze? Have you seen what comes out the that projects out of you after a good hearty sneeze. It's every germ. Every germ inside your body is out there. Bam. Like a shotgun shell. And you're, and you're using both hands. You're covering up like this and you're sneezing like a disgusting son of a bitch in your hand, which wouldn't be terrible if you immediately had some sort of disinfectant right there on you to wipe your hands with and clean up. But most people don't. Even in today's day and age, in the COVID world, there's still the majority of people are not walking around with disinfecting wipes or soap or the hand sanitizer stuff. They're wiping it. What are they doing? They wipe it on their pants or their sleeve. They're disgusting. 
Maybe that's the moral. It's not don't piss in public. It's be more mindful of that and stop being okay with that disgusting, gross shit. Don't sneeze in your hand and then wipe it on your fucking pants. That is nasty. At the very least, do the vampire. This is the vampire where you cover up with the inside of the elbow and the bicep and do it that way. Yeah, it still gets on your clothes, but it's not spraying and praying out to the world and it's not on your hands. What happens to your inner elbow, whether you're wearing short sleeves or not, the rest of the day? Let's say you don't, let's assume you don't clean that up at all after, after you sneeze in it. You're not opening doors with it. You're not touching people's hands with it. You're not doing anything else with it. It's affecting you, and it's, it is a little disgusting, but at the end of the day, it's not affecting really anybody else. You not covering your mouth at all or using your hands and then not cleaning your hands immediately, that's affecting everybody else. You want to be safe and secure. Don't just wear a mask. Think about this shit. Wash your hands. Don't sneeze in your hand. Then you're touching doorknobs. You're picking your nose. You're sticking your fingers, your sausage fingers in your disgusting, stupid mouths. And you're touching people, grabbing ass, eating food. Now your food is soaked in it or your kid's food is soaked in it, whatever it is. You're disgusting. If you do that, you're a disgusting piece of shit and you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. And that's all I have to say about the whole damn thing. Everybody's disgusting. That's going to be the title of the episode. Everybody's disgusting. Let's end this on a positive note, though, because we all know not everybody is really disgusting. We're just having fun here. That's, I guess we got to caveat that because I know people take things too seriously these days and like to hone in on that and get all mad and piss potty at me. We're just having fun here, folks. This is an entertainment show. None of this, is just, none of this shit's real. It's all for fun and games. And speaking of fun and games, let's talk about the big three, something that's very important to me and I'm very passionate about. And this is actually positive good shit that we can spread besides just being hygienically sound, if you will. Number one of the big three, everybody knows, exercise every day, easiest thing you can do, go for a walk, do jumping jacks, jerk off aggressively, whatever you got to do, burn the calories, get the endorphins and the dopamine, all that those chemicals rushing through your body, You'll feel good mentally and emotionally. You'll eventually feel better physically, and it all goes round and round in the positivity carousel. All right, number two, the toughest one to do, the hardest thing to do, genuinely speaking, the hardest thing probably is to not be a shitty person, especially on the social medias and the internets. Hardest thing to do, I know. It's hard for me. It's more difficult for me than it is to wake up and go for a 10-mile run in the morning on a weekend when I can sleep in or to go work out after a long day at work and I don't want to do it. I just want to sit home and be a fat shit. It's a lot. It's still easier for me to do that physical, physically demanding shit that I suck at than it is for me to step back and not be a shitbag troll of somebody on the internet that I know nothing about. Always remember that. Think about them as a human being that you know nothing about. You don't know what's going on in their lives. You don't know how they got to where they are today. 
You don't know about the stressors, the issues, the family trauma that they're dealing with, and nothing. Most of the time, every time someone fires off a shit talk, just about every time, they're making a blind assumption about this individual, and they're not even considering them an individual. They're just a Twitter handle or an Instagram page. That's it. They are not a human being. That's what we have to change. We have to make people realize that we are all human beings, bad or good, nice or mean. We are human beings with feelings and emotions and shit going on. And even if the person's a bad person and they got nothing but a bad track record, they're a murderer, they do rape, whatever it is, you trolling them on social media doesn't affect them whatsoever. All it shows is that you're a shitty person on the internet and you could be valid and in, in, in everything you say about that, that Twitter handle or that person. It could be valid and educated on your shit talk. You could be shit talking with, with good facts-based evidence to, to back you up on your opinion and it could all make sense, but you're still projecting out this negative shit view, this persona of yourself that I don't think people want to do. I don't think the intent behind any of the shit posting that anybody does, whether I know them or not, I don't think the intent is for them to be portrayed as a shitty person. I think emotions get the best of them. They're, they're too busy tying emotions to a, a particular situation of logic or something like that. And I get it. You see something happen. You see somebody say or do something stupid or angering, and it gets you pissed off, and you just want to respond for whatever reason, good, bad, ugly, whatever. It doesn't matter the intent, but how you are seen out there in public is almost always never, it's almost never what you intended to be. You always end up looking like a shitbag yourselves, and I know that's not the intent, especially the people that I know in my lives who continue to do that stuff. I know that there, there's no intentional trying to be a shitty person. I get it. That's why it's so hard to not do it. That's why I belabor on and on. Why am I talking about this for 10 minutes right now? It's because it's so important that you have to constantly think about that actively before you go and fire off a comment or lob a shit talk at somebody. Even if you type it out, Stop before you send. Let the emotions cool off. Let your brain kick in to see what you're doing beforehand. And if, and if you cool off and you think this is still the right move for what I want to do in my life, then okay, fine. I don't have to agree with it, but at least you took the time to think about it before you fired off shit posts. Always be mindful of that shit. We don't want to be shitty people to anybody regardless. Number three, the most important, the one that will bring it all together all the time, should be number one, but it's the number three, the best for last, is be thankful and grateful for all the good that you have in your lives. All of it, be thankful genuinely. Don't just say, yeah, I'm grateful for you guys. Show it. Live it. Feel it. You want to feel emotion. You want to you have an emotional reaction to something. Don't do it on Twitter. On Instagrams, do it by showing that gratitude you have for all the good that you guys have got in your lives. And you'll feel better about it. You'll get that endorphin kick back again, like you do when you get a good workout in. 
and you feel better about yourself, you feel more positive, you project that out to others, they start to feel that way too. The, the carousel, the big three carousel of positivity, guys. This is what we're talking about here. You ever walk by a stranger, complete stranger, you're walking one way, they're walking the other, you lock eyes and you smile at them. Not in a creepy sleazeball way, you're like smiling at a hot chick if you're a guy trying to mack on them or whatever. Just smile like, hey, how's your day? What I even have to say, like it's a smile that's showing, hey, hope your day's going well. Have you ever seen how they react? Almost 100% of the time, they smile back. Genuinely, you can see it in their eyes. You don't have to look at the mouth. You can see it in their eyes when someone's genuinely happy and, po and they're feeling positive in that moment. That's the tell. That's the eyes. The peepers are the tell. Try it sometime. Genuinely smile or give someone a positive greeting of some sort and see how they react. It's got to be 100% of the time. I don't, I don't remember in my life ever experiencing a time where I did that and someone came back as an asshole to me. Go fuck yourself with your positivity. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing that. Maybe, maybe a drunk or a schizo out on the street, some bum. I don't know. Even them, they're still, they still get pretty positive and happy. Try it out. Push the positivity. Be grateful for all the good you have in your life. Don't be a shitty person. Exercise. That's the big three. That's all we got today, guys. I love you. Thank you all again for listening. Smash the like button. Fucking smash it. Tell your friends. Smash the subscribe button. Tell them to like this shit. Tell them to spread the word. Get the positivity spreading. It's contagious, folks. Thank you again. That's all we got. I'm done bitching and moaning for today. I love you all. Stay strong.